This is Author Talk, presented by Author House, the leading provider of services to help authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. Author Talk is a show about new books and the authors who wrote them. It's an opportunity for prospective readers to hear directly from the writers, to hear what inspired them to write and publish, and to hear all the inside details about their books. Here is Author Talk. Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book title is interesting and almost difficult to pronounce. Denominationalism of God or of Man is subtitled Volume 1. And joining me is the author, John Lugger. Thank you, sir, for joining me today. You're quite welcome. This is a, an interesting, I guess, uh, treatise. I don't know how I'd describe it. How would you introduce this to someone? What do you call this? What do you call this 350 some page treatise or book or t- topic? Well, this book is. Um, I'm trying to uncover some truth with this book on denominations in general. And uh, just to to explore, uh, does God accept uh, all denominations? Does he accept some of the denominations, any part of them, in whole or in part? Um, uh, we consider in this book the, uh, the church that uh, Jesus Christ established in the first century. And then we, um, we move from there to take a look at the first denomination that um, came about from that church, and that's the Roman Catholic Church. And then we compare uh, some of the major uh, doctrines, tenets uh, that came from uh, that church that is uh, uh, parent in that church, and um, we compare that to Scripture and to the Church that Christ uh, started. And just beg the question is, um, you know, is that denomination truly of God or is it of man? I think you can probably, as an outsider, I'm not really an outsider, but as an outsider looking into the churches and the church culture, uh, there's something good almost, and I won't say always, but almost in every denomination or fraction of the church. Uh, one person likes uh, music this way, and one likes it another way. And and even in the first century, the uh, the disciples and the apostles had a difference of opinion about, in this case, I think it was Peter and, and, uh, and also um, Paul, about circumcision. That was a, a big deal back then. Well, circumcision was, um, that was a, um, a condition of the, of, uh, the people of Israel under the first covenant. And uh, that was something that, yes, that, uh, uh, that was a, something that the, uh, when they started, when Christ started the church uh, in the first century, uh, that was not a condition of, uh, membership in his church, right. and uh, you know the Jews. And uh, in, in fact, the first church was made up entirely of Jews initially, and that was something that you're right. It was um, circumcision was something that they tried to impose on uh, even uh, the Gentiles when they first um, 
started to join, and that was something that you know again was uh, was a problem. But mm. um, it was it was settled and uh, um, not required. Absolutely, you know, ultimately, and, and and it's a good thing they don't have that uh, happening today. I think. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I I was right. so young when that took place and I hate to disc- you know to disclose all of my personal stuff but I was I was so young it it didn't matter you know I just uh, right. it was over and done with but uh, your your book itself uh you're dealing with uh what you determine to be the um, the origins of the church and there are many many books out there why is your book different do you think and what qualifies you no, I don't say it qualifies that sounds like a confrontational word not qualify why is you, why are, were you curious about this particular topic well this uh, my book is i try to get into uh, just compare comparing the difference between um, the first century church and scripture to the doctrines of denominations and uh, this first volume is strictly um, focusing on the Catholic churches uh, we get into other volumes that I'm going to produce uh, we're, we're going to look at other denominations um, and other practices and so on and so forth but um, as far as what um, uh, the um, premise of what I'm doing with this book, I'm simply looking at uh, the different um, doctrines and comparing them to Scripture, to the first church. And at the end of the, the different chapters, I pose some questions that um, uh, a person in the denomination can consider themselves, or if you're in conversation and you're not in that denomination, you might want to consider uh, asking that person. And then in the same, uh, all these volumes at the back and the appendix, I do put in uh, appendages that have um, different um, um, sections on credibility for God's Word. Different. Uh, this one, this particular volume, has one on uh, the inspiration of Scripture. So we have evidence for uh, that aspect of it. And then other volumes have things like uh, the translation of the Scriptures, the transmission of the Scriptures, um, Christian evidences, things like this, to to build credibility. For God's word, so the 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 volumes have um, like a twofold. They they both have um, you know some comparisons as well as some uh, building up of uh, um, the scripture. Because I realized that a lot of readers um, they have some doubts about even the validity of the word. Mm. So I'm trying to build. Uh, build on that as well. Well, that's a very important uh, subject for those who are people of faith. Uh, sometimes we have questions. In fact, I'm uh, my wife and I, just for from personal aside, do a devotional every morning that was written by a doctor that I interviewed two or three years ago, and uh, he was bringing up last week in his devotion about the different uh, uh, the different versions of. English versions of uh, Scripture that he references from time to time. Uh, the New King James Version, for example, the NIV, and uh, several other uh, other books. And he was explaining in that why those still have validity. I, I don't know. Are you a King Jimmy fan only, or uh, how did you approach the, the Scriptures? No, there's, there's really no 
really bad translations out there. There are some that are a little more, uh, they go from um, the American standard or the new American standard. Some mm-hmm. of these are really uh, strong on word for, they've been translated uh, word from word. the original Hebrew mm-hmm. and Greek for word for word. So if you're really uh, concerned about how they were translated exactly that way, and then it swings over to thought for thought. If you're Mm-hmm. Uh, NIV was uh, came out to be a little more readable. It was it flowed a little more than uh, King James with all the these and the vowels in there. Yes. So, but you know, as far as being correct, now some translations, you know, they do take liberty with yes. uh, with the word. So you have some things uh, in some of the translations that you got to be careful. But if you know where. Um, some of the translators took liberty, um, you know, you're okay. I mean, you, your translations are uh, reliable, and so you're, you're not in trouble. Um, right. I think the key is just to be able to, you know, people read the, read the Scriptures. That's the thing. A lot of people don't even go there. They don't even read the Scriptures. So. Right. Well, that's, that, that part is good advice. I, have, uh, I had a friend or, who has since passed away. He was one of the top tenors in the field of gospel music. He and I became close friends, and uh, he was strictly a King Jimmy guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would uh, kind of tweak him occasionally and say, uh, now, uh, Bobby, um, <laughs> what do they do in Africa or what do they do in Germany or in Greece? Uh, do they have to learn the King Jimmy? And uh, he didn't have an answer for that. But, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of things that divide us. And your book, what is the purpose of it? In, in addition to the scholarly approach that you've obviously taken, it sounds like you, you are trying to do a tempered and uh, even-handed approach to the denominations that you highlight. Am I understanding that correctly? Repeat what your, what your question is on that, Well, uh, you mentioned... Two specific uh, denominations, I believe, in your book, at least the uh, uh, the volume one edition. And I was curious: uh, is there a um, a way that someone in that denomination, or even is not in that denomination, will find this to be educational and not confrontational? I guess is the way I would describe it. Well, yeah. It, as far as um, I think this this first volume, a lot of people. Um, I think there, there maybe some people don't realize that um, Jesus started a uh, congregation, a, a church, uh, a singular church right. uh, in the first century. And um, as I say, uh, the different denominations out there, I think, have taken uh, a lot of them have taken some of what he taught, have altered it a little bit here and there, and. Um, I guess the as far as education wise, um, do people know exactly what that church that Christ started is? What are the different uh, components of that church? Right. I, you know that seems to be a gray area, and it's been camouflaged, I think, by a lot of the denominations, um, one way or the other. And so I wanted to bring that to light first of all, what that is, and I think this first volume is. Is somewhat foundational, and uh, you know, you, uh, as far as the other volumes that are coming, um, second volume we look at Orthodox, we look at Lutheran, third and fourth and fifth. We're we're looking at Methodist, Presbyterian, and so on and so forth. I know we're not talking about that at this point. We're we're strictly focused on um, the Lord's Church and the 
a Roman Catholic church. Right. Right. But that said, the 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 one church that's foundational in this is the Lord's Church that was in the first century. And that's why I want to focus on that. And as far as educational goes, um, that I think, if I could bring that to light, what was what did Christ um, uh, bring about there? And he started it uh, really in his ministry, and it, it really the Book of Acts explains um, how that church started first with the Jews um, in the second chapter of um, of Acts, and then the Gentiles were brought in in the 10th chapter with, um, with Cornelius. And that's basically it. And then all of the different tenets of that church are brought to light. Mm. And, um, you know, in, in, in both uh, how we worship God and how that church is to function both the leadership wise and so on and so forth. And as I say, the, the denominations have taken some liberties with that. And I think yes. um, people need to, to understand that. Now, Peter, uh, by some uh, accounts is considered the uh, primary Pope of the church or the foundation strength of the church, the Roman Catholic church in specific, was he ever married or what was the, what is your understanding of, uh, of his life? Yes, he, now that's something that a lot of people I don't know that they realize or not, but he was married, and bless um, his heart. You know, yeah, it is, and <laughs> um, he was strictly uh, he was an elder of the church. There was only two levels of leadership, and um, that's described in in scripture. There wasn't a hierarchy that you see um, built up in the Roman Catholic Church that that have a number of levels that go all the way up to the pope. And, um, in fact, he wasn't, um, uh, that there's a, uh, kind of a, a lot of confusion about, they, they take, uh, Matthew 18 as, um, uh, the, the point that they claim, they being the Catholics, um, the Catholic Church that, uh, they make Peter that, that first Pope, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, that's, On this you know, pebble? I, I point, is that the one? Yeah, I point, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, it, it's actually um, when he said that uh, I will build um, my church, you know, on, right. on what you said. But it was actually uh, Peter's confession that uh, that Christ was um, was elevating at this point, not the uh, the person of Peter himself. And I point that out, and that's borne out by um, you know the words that were used in the, and the. Um, the Greek words that uh, uh, that were used in that, and that's explained in the book right, without getting into too much detail here. Sure. But, uh, so it's it's uh, and actually the the first official pope of the of the Catholic Church was uh, was didn't come about till about six hundred years later with. Um, uh, Boniface, uh, Boniface the the third, and that's hmm. by their official doctrine. They they say that the first official pope of the Catholic Church was that gentleman, and so I know they all go back to to Peter, and um, uh, but 
there's a there's some confusion about that. So, um, well, John, this this is a very detailed book. Uh, you have a scholarly approach to this, and almost you know, almost uh, was it five hundred pages? There's a lot anyway. Yeah, it's it about it's closing in on four hundred pages. Four hundred pages. Yeah. How long yeah. did it take John to complete this? And uh, describe to me the reader of this book. If you were to go to a library and do a library read, which is becoming odd this uh, this climate. <laughs> but if you were to do so, uh, describe to me the people that may find this of, of intrigue, interest, and maybe benefit from it. Well, this it took me uh, over 10 years to, to work this, not just the first volume, but I had this initially in I had this in one volume, and there was about uh, 19 different uh, denominations wow. and movements that I had worked up. And this was, uh, I was um, encouraged to uh, uh, split this up into a number of different volumes because of the size of it, mm-hmm. um, and which I did. And I, it makes it a little more palatable for the reader. Uh, so this first volume, uh, we ended up with just the three chapters. And, of course, the Roman Catholic Church was... Uh, there's a lot to say about that denomination, and it, it does take up a lot of ink. Um, and I think, as far as the the reader goes, I, the Catholic Church is uh, by far the largest, uh, both in this country and uh, in the world in general. So it does draw the most interest. And I think um, you know this is um, uh, a good read for many. I, and again. I, compared directly to uh, the church that um, that Christ started um, it is it's an interesting one and I don't know that a lot of people are aware of what um, the differences between the two and and what um, you know what's being said so right I think you know it, it yeah different it differs from from uh, I will say from a practicing Roman Catholic to a non-practicing and to a, just an attender. I have met some Roman Catholics, and I, and I don't mean to say this uh, pejoratively, but uh, not many that are really committed Christians, but I've met some that are just amazing. I mean, they they do not witness about their church. They witness about, again, the early church church, if you want to call it that. They witness about commitment and all of the other things that I think those who are traditional in their Christianity would uh, certainly embrace. This book, again, is titled Denominationalism of God or of man, my guest author John Lugger, sir. Where do we get copies of this? Well, this is available uh, online with um, Amazon, uh, with Barnes and Noble, with Author House. Um, all those sources um, have this online, so that's um, that's the quickest and easiest way to obtain this. If they do a search online, will they find a uh, a website yet developed, or is that in the future? A uh, website is available, and um, I've got a website uh, for myself, and uh, it's um, uh, under uh, my name, and um, you know, and also, as I say, under um, the Amazon website and the Barnes and Noble and the Author House, all have the www. Um, you know. Um, 
all the stuff. Sources on them, right. <laughs> Fantastic. John, pleasure to visit with you. Uh, listeners, if you want to find uh, Mr. Lugger's uh, books, you can uh, do a search under his last name, L-U-G-G-E-R, and find this and uh, the books that will come in the future, dealing with a very inter- uh, interesting and uh, provocative subject for some, but one that should be educational as well. Thank you, John, for joining me today and sharing your story. You're quite welcome. My pleasure for Author House and Author Talk. This is Jay Douglas Barker.